matter, kid? Don't you like clowns? Why? Don't we make you laugh? Aren't we? Come play with us, Danny. Bad luck to kill a seabird. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks podcast. I'm your host, Trashmouth, and this week, my guest is the one and only Frankie Palmieri, vocalist of the band Amure. As always, I just want to say thanks for listening. Make sure you check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and here's the interview. So how's it going, man? Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, yeah, no problem, dude. Thanks for the invite. Of course. So, uh, you guys released Gypsy Disco back in March, and you know, of course, everybody's hammering for that new album. Is there any info you can tell me on that, you know, even if it's on hold or anything? Well, it's not on hold. There's just uh, been a kind of a lapse in uh, our ability to promote the album correctly, as you can imagine, with all the COVID-19 yeah. pandemic and stuff. So I was supposed to be in Europe last month <clears throat> promoting the record. And, uh, you know, then by the time I got back this month, we have another single out, which an, a new song is going to come out really soon, any day now. So um, once that new song drops, um, people will have like a street date for the album and stuff. But it, it is going to come out this summer. Okay, awesome. So next year marks, you know, 10 years of the album Speaker of the Dead. Would you like to revisit that at all? You know, even if it's just a few songs or... In what what capacity? Just like on tour or anything. Uh, I mean, I feel like we play a lot of that material still. I'm not really big on doing like uh, like album tours and stuff. I mean, yeah. I, think, I think that... I don't know. For certain bands, it makes sense. Like for a band like Korn, who like found like an insane amount of like commercial success with their music and you know they do a tour for their first album and obviously i'm a fan of that band so i would, would love to see them play that first album front to back and i did that's my point is like i think emir even though albums are celebrated it doesn't garner the kind of attention for it to be like we're gonna do a whole tour for that album because i mean in general there's a lot of other material people want to hear from our first album all the way to our recent so I prefer people come see us and they get like a, a mixed bag, you know, rather than rather than create this kind of energy where it's like, oh, they're going to play the album that I like. And then people don't really have anything else to look forward to after that, you know. So there's there's a lot of like different variables that come into play with making decisions like that. But, um, yeah, it's cool that I, it'll be 10 years next year. But, um, yeah, in short, again, I, we, we never ignored that album. So. It's not yeah. like we don't celebrate it as well. No, definitely. I love that album personally. If you don't mind me asking, isn't that the album that sparked the whole, you know, everybody found out you believe in aliens and stuff like that? Um, yeah, it was my first kind of like uh, attempt at like writing something that was a little more, I don't know what you'd call it, like, uh, I guess, um, abstract, I guess, for me, you know, because a lot of my lyrics before that were just kind of more personal. and I wasn't talking about any kind of like other outside interests. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I wrote songs about like uh, UFO culture and my own experiences with UFO when I was a little kid and stuff like that. And just a lot about a lot of different like conspiracy like i guess stuff you want to call it but um yeah that was kind of like the, the first and only time i ever did something like that really the the reason being that i wasn't really feeling the music on a personal level and for me to write about like my own personal life it needs to kind of like draw something out of me that causes like an actual like sincere feeling so mm. i had i had i kind of had to pivot and do something that was a little 
outside the box. So that was the route I took. Now, that's also I actually only asked because of uh, aliens, you know, in horror movies kind of coincide. But also I'm a, I'm a believer myself, you know. But Yeah, yeah, for sure. So. Do you have any memories, you know, growing up or anything that revolve around horror movies? You know, like any that you remember watching with somebody or any special, you know, any events happening? Yeah, well, it's funny, like when I was really young, like horror was the only genre I really ever wanted to watch. It was the only thing that was really exciting to me because it was mm-hmm. like I, it was I guess it was so like adult like geared. And for some reason, my my parents had no issue with me like watching whatever I wanted. So we'd go to Blockbuster and like I would just pick out like whatever I thought looked cool, you know, and it would always mostly oh, be from yeah. the horror, almost always be from the horror section. I was really my favorite thing growing up were the Puppet Master movies. Puppet Master was like my favorite thing in the world when I was a little kid, which I don't yeah. really consider. I don't, it's funny, the Puppet Master to me doesn't really like it's like it's horror, but it's not in a way. Like there's some kind of fantasy element that kind of mm-hmm. I think blankets the whole horror vibe. Like I never got scared watching it. I was always like, whoa, this is so cool. Like the puppets and the animation, like everything about it, I thought was just like so awesome as a kid but i would watch like a lot of also like weird b movies like um like basket case and uh hell yeah i love like, basket case <laughs> and, um i don't know like all kinds of stuff man i mean i still really like horror i guess but it was yeah. something i was really more i guess taken by when i was young now it's really hard for me to get sold in a horror movie it's, it's got to really do something special or like really wow me for me to be like yo that was really good you know so yeah well speaking of that have you seen any newer ones that you enjoyed at all uh I feel like my memory is like my is not great anymore when it comes to like what I because there's so much media I'm constantly digesting. You know what I mean? That I yeah, I'm, I'm right sure with I've, you. I'm sure I've seen something recently that I was like, wow, that was really good. But damn, it's hard for me to list something off. I, I have no hard recommendations right now for horror movies, unfortunately. Sorry. No, you're fine. I'm right there with you as far as uh, there's so much media. There's sometimes where there's a movie that you know might be like six or seven years old that I I watched when it first came out and then completely forgot about, and it takes about thirty minutes into it before I realize like, oh shit, I've seen this. I don't need to watch it again. Yeah, 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 for sure. I, it happens to me a lot too. But yeah, growing up, I never really had. Uh, my parents didn't let me watch a ton of horror, so I didn't get to check out a lot of the B-rated ones. But do you have a favorite uh, horror movie of all time, would you say? Drag Me to Hell, I think, is my favorite horror movie of all time. Because I I kind of like an element of camp in my horror. Like, I kind of want it to almost be, like, not silly, but it should feel, like, really far-fetched in terms of, like, the, um, I guess, the, uh, the vibe of it all, really. And Drag yeah. Me to Hell has, like, everything I want in a horror movie. It's got, like, over-the-top gore. It has like these scenes where you just like you feel the tension and panic of like the main characters and like you just you're the whole time you just like it's it's like it's like I, like the horror movie should feel like a nonstop car crash like everything should just feel like a downward spiral so that's that's that kind of movie for me where it just gets worse and worse and there's never any resolve so I would say that's that's up there in one of my favorite horror movies for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. That's uh, Sam Raimi's Return to Horror. Yeah, that's one of those that definitely has the overwhelming dread feel the whole time, for sure. Mm-hmm. So is there any coming up that you've heard about that you're excited for at all? I know you said that there hasn't been one, uh, you know, a bunch recent to blow you away or anything, but... Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, it's a like, truth that I just don't even know what I've seen recently in, in the horror like realm. A lot of times I get, sucked yeah. into, I get sucked into watching like these deep like Netflix dramas a lot, so I don't like... I only have so much brain power for so much stuff in a day, but I think in terms of what's coming out, um, I'm interested in that uh, new Candyman yeah. that's coming out. Uh, I also want to see the new Saw that's supposed to come out. So those are probably really good. Yeah, it sucks with you know that stuff getting pushed back as well as everybody's you know music and everything. Yeah, but uh, so growing up, uh, you said you wanted to see the new Candyman. Did you have a favorite horror icon? Was it Candyman, or was there any of the other ones that really uh, you know pulled at you? 
Well, Jason is, I think, my favorite horror icon. But he, I don't know. Horror is like, I think, like the blank, like the umbrella genre to other things. So I consider that to be more of like a slasher, I guess, rather than a horror. Because it's not really scary. Like, Jason's like, it's scary if you're like female, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> You like you think that like that might actually happen to you in real life, but for me it's just more of like a exciting thing to watch like Jason like kind of run run the town kind of so to speak or whatever and kind of do his job. So that's always been my favorite like horror dude, I guess. But my other my yeah. other actual favorite horror character ever is um, what's his face Jeepers Creepers the uh, the Jeepers Creepers monster. I think yeah, he's like I, I think he's one of the scariest like creations to ever be put in a movie just this whole concept of a thing that can't die it can smell mm. you it flies you know just everything about him is like you 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 would that's like that's like what nightmares are made out of you know what i'm saying that whole vibe you know he eats people it's pretty yeah sick. no i love jeepers creepers as well i think he's just called uh like the creeper or something like that right, right. Uh, one thing i like about that is uh, kind of like you said it has a little bit of the campiness you know with like the humor in between the, the friends and then uh or well the brother and sister and then as well as you know some of the town's people like when they go see the old lady and she's kind of like a dick to him on purpose you know like that adds a little camp to it and stuff like that and uh so i see what you mean that one and that one also like you said, it's unlike Jason, where he's kind of just like this unrelenting force. The creeper has so many like uh, supernatural aspects to it that it makes him even more frightening. He's one that me and my wife were actually talking the other day about. They haven't tried to like recreate a Freddy or a Jason recently. You know, that's what I said. And she was like, well, Jeepers Creepers is pretty good up there. You know, I've, I would say I'd have to agree for sure. Yeah, yeah. He's awesome. Like just, even like the whole thing with like his truck. And like yeah. his, the 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 mausoleum he has of all the people he's been eating and stuff like that. I mean, there's a there's so much like potential backstory there with that thing, and I think that they could probably make like prequels and sequels forever and ever if they really wanted to. Which I'd be I would love to see like that thing like happen with Jeepers Creepers or like the same thing with Jason. And when it was like Jason ten, Jason eleven, like Jeepers yeah. Creepers six would make sense to me because it just seems <laughs> like it can go on and on, and or at least you can tell different versions of the story, you know. Yeah, no, definitely. He could just put him in any situation, and uh, he's terrifying on his own. So, yeah. Speaking of uh, newer like horror characters, have you seen any of the Hatchet films at all? No, what's that? Uh, well, actually, before I move on to that, I just remembered. Uh, speaking of the add to the terror of Jeepers <clears throat> Creepers, uh, did you ever see the YouTube clip where apparently there was a Unsolved Mysteries? Uh, episode that happened and it's very similar to the beginning of Jeepers Creepers. No, but that would make sense that there's some kind of not like source material, but something that's like relative to you know the archetype of like a scary situation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, definitely. If you're a fan of uh, Jeepers Creepers, it's worth uh, you know checking out. You know, after the podcast or whatever, just uh, all you gotta look up is Jeepers Creepers Unsolved Mysteries or whatever, and it's like a okay. quick little clip. But it's pretty much these guys on the highway, and it's uh, you know they're getting terrorized by a truck the same way as well. But it's pretty cool to watch. You know the uh, the similarities and see how they pulled from it because it's obvious that the unsolved mysteries episode came you know way before the the movie did yeah yeah i i, I mean that there might be some kind of connection there but i i also feel like things that are scary are kind of like ubiquitous you know what i mean like it all is very relative to each other like what you when you think of like what would be terrifying to happen to you there's there's like only so many options to pick from you know what i mean like yeah something someone's chasing you dead bodies someone's eating people like you, you kind of you kind of run the gambit in terms of like concepts for for movies so i'm not too surprised that there's some kind of like you know uh parallel between these two stories no definitely in the uh, the hatchet series actually is uh if you're a fan of jason Hatchet is pretty much this new character named Victor Crowley, and he's out in the uh, the bayou of New Orleans. But it, 
it's this uh, series of films. There's Hatchet one, two, and three, and then like a standalone fourth film called Victor Crowley, and uh, they're all done by this director named Adam Green. But Victor Crowley is played by Kane Hodder, who played you know Jason in uh, seven, eight, nine, and ten. So uh, that's it's, cool. It's, yeah, so he you know plays a character very similar to Jason. It's super gory, like an '80s horror movie is, and it's uh, it's also super funny, like a and cheesy, like a uh, '80s horror movie. It's pretty much like somebody made like an '80s slasher with you know a little bit upgraded budget, maybe not too much upgraded budget, but it's uh, super fun to watch, especially if you're a fan of you know movies like Basket Case and Friday the Thirteenth. It's definitely one that I, I think you'd enjoy, and it's pretty much streaming everywhere for free. So. Nice, yeah, yeah. I um, I, I, I like stuff like that. I'll, if I can get around to it, I'll see it. Hell yeah! So if you could have, uh, I got a few hypothetical questions for you. If you could have any of the Amur songs from the past featured on a horror movie soundtrack, which song would you choose and why? Pretty cool. Um, trying to think. There's, I have there's like a hundred songs going through my head right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. As work. I say, y'all have quite a uh, big um, list of songs for sure. Try to think you of can one, choose like, a few. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just trying to like nail down like one decent answer without just lobbing something out there that I really think would be cool. I'm gonna go with uh, I think Ten Signs You Should Leave would be good for our horror movie just because it's got like that kind of like all these like uh, up and down elements to it. There's like so many different parts happening in one song. That it would be yeah. interesting for that to kind of be thrown against like some kind of like a scary situation or whatever. Just I'm hearing the riffs in my head. I think that would work out. But I guess there's a lot know, of definitely ways to go at it. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. I can uh, hear the beginning too. Definitely fitting in somewhere horror wise. You know, like the uh, the way the riff flows being very like I could see it kicking in in a horror movie for sure but uh i'm surprised you actually went that classic like you said with all the uh songs that you guys have and everything yeah i uh i mean i was just trying to like figure out in my head like what it is like kind of like um i don't know iconic for us so then that would make the most yeah. sense in terms of like what maybe could be put towards film i don't know just brainstorming oh yeah now i got you uh so if you could pick what kind of movie to put it in you know whether it be like a zombie film or a slasher film or a sci-fi what kind of uh subgenre would you want to go with Probably slasher. Probably something that has like a antagonist kind of character. Yeah, like a Jason or a, a Candyman or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. You guys got this new album coming out, and say somebody approached you and said, you know, let's make a new music video for one of the songs, you know, which will obviously happen. But say they came up to you and say, uh, well, it won't obviously happen that way. But so say they come up to you and they say, you know, I want to make a short film version of a horror movie. Uh, which horror movie would you choose? And they want to remake, you know, a horror movie. Which horror movie would you choose? A, a remake, you're saying? Yeah, but they want to do it, you know, like, uh, like say you're doing a music video for a new song, and they want to, they say, let's let's make it into a remake of a horror movie, but like a short short oh. version, you know? Oh, right, but, uh, right, right, yeah. And, it, and it'll be a new song, so you don't have to choose a song, but uh, what horror movie would you choose? I think I want to go Jeepers Creepers, honestly. I, 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 I was really hoping that I could, I, I tried to at one point, I had met, I met, a girl whose uncle worked on the films mm. and I told her that I wanted to do a remix of the Jeepers Creepers theme song for the next movie. Yeah. Um, so I guess that would be the one thing I'd like to see happen if I could pick anything just cause I think that's one of the, like the coolest again, like, like horror, like scary monster, like things I've seen that are, that, you know, in the past however many years it's been out. So. Yeah. You can even do the setup like uh, the Jeepers Creepers too, kind of where you guys are on the bus, you know, and then he just flattens your tire and then, you know, picture sure you guys off or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I just I like I like him in the truck. That's what I, I, I see in my head. I think just him rocking out in the truck. Oh, yeah. Really cool. Do you have any uh, horror stories of your own from the road or anything like that? No, not really. 
nothing really, nothing very macabre ever happens um, to us on the road. One of the more interesting stories I like to tell mm. was when we were doing the Mayhem Fest tour. At this must have been 2014, I think. And my ex guitar player uh, Jesse and everyone in the band were all doing like a like one of those group signings where people come up to the table, we do autographs and stuff like that. And uh, someone had approached us, and Jesse was like the first one in line, like first person at the table to meet and greet people. And mm. this guy pulls out this little gray baggie. And I can I can see him like in my peripheral talking to Jesse, and he's very he's being very passionate, and I see him holding this bag, and I I can't tell what's in the bag. And he pulls some of it out and puts it in Jesse's hands, and Jesse like rubs it around in his hands, and then like gives him like a big like you know dab like high five or whatever. And then um, it wasn't until after we were done, I was like, yo, what was that? And he he told me a story. He says that this guy had brought a Ziploc bag of his son's ashes to the show. And that we were one of his favorite bands. And so he wanted to put some of his son's ashes into Jesse's hands to, to commemorate his son. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I got to give props to Jesse for just taking, for just like rolling with that punch. Because that's like, an, I've never, that's a once in a lifetime thing. I think someone's gonna be like, yeah, I want to put my son's ashes in your hands real quick. Yeah, so, no, uh, I'm right there with you. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I think that's one of the more interesting things I could I could pull out of my rabbit's hat to talk about because other than that, I mean, it's kind of like groundhogs down the road, you know, every day it kind of feels the same a little bit. You have your routine, you know, get on stage, do your thing. And then before you know it, you're kind of off again. So nothing really too crazy happens, I guess, or at least nothing too frightening being that we're, this is a horror podcast. Unfortunately, I have no horror stories, I guess. Yeah, I definitely feel the, you know, it's awkward because you want to, you know, it's a sweet moment for the dad, but at the same time, that's like, you know, who wants to put somebody's, I wouldn't even want to put somebody I know's ashes in my hands without it being a little awkward, you know? I mean, just everything about it, the fact that it was in a Ziploc bag and just everything about the entire thing is just kind of like, <laughs> it's just one of those whoa moments where you, you never thought that that would happen, but it makes sense. You know, I guess I, yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I say, I gotta give up to Jesse. He just went with it. He just was like, sure. Yeah. That, that was pretty cool. <laughs> no, definitely. <laughs> So uh, my last question for you is, uh, and I, I know you do vocals, but uh, so I don't know if you like, you know, fiddle around with anything, but uh, would you ever want to compose a horror movie if given the opportunity? I know you said you'd like to write for like Jeepers Creepers, but if you could, you know, compose an entire horror movie, would you like to do that? Yeah, that'd be cool. I would love to, I would love to be able to compose to anything. I'm, I, I do write music. I don't have like proficient, like, um, execution when it comes to like playing guitar or drums like i'm not that good i pretty much fail at all that but it comes to actually writing music like composing i guess for myself to be pretty skillful at that at the very least i mean i have like a computer and some you know midi instruments and i have that full studio and a mixer and stuff like that and I, I do have these bouts of creativity sometimes with that but yeah it'd be cool to to do something like that if, it, if the opportunity ever came up i think that would be really fun yeah, and I, I know exactly what you mean. I, I used to have a bunch of, uh, not a bunch, but I had this one friend that he was a drummer, but, you know, and he barely played guitar. Like when he actually picked up a guitar, he could barely play it. But when he took the guitar pro, he could compose songs better than anybody I know. Like he was like the best songwriter. I, you know, I know he doesn't really mess with music anymore, but, you know, and he never really went on to do anything big. But for a drummer, you know, he would just, you know, write like four part guitar har harmonies that he couldn't play and shit like that. And it was just, so I know exactly what you mean about like, mm -hmm. you don't always have to be like a virtuoso to be able to compose the music, you know? Well, thankfully now we have computers. I can just be like, do this for me computer and bang, you know? So there's yeah. that. That's, that's a really, um, 
awesome time to be alive for that reason alone. But yeah, I bet I, I'm sure if that wasn't available to me, I probably would care more about like being good at an instrument. But there's only I feel like I mean I don't know. I, I guess if I cared, I would I would get good. But I just don't have the I guess don't have the the I don't know I don't know what you call it, maybe the discipline or whatever to sit down and like pick up an instrument and then spend 20 hours a day getting good at it. You know, which is I think is what you need to do in order to really master anything. You know? No, definitely. Well, I appreciate you coming on, man. Do you want to tell uh, people uh, about the Patreon a little bit? No, I, I, uh, I sure. don't really. I don't really have any like interest in doing any plugs. But um, I feel like if, if people are listening to this, they know where to find me, and hopefully that you know people enjoy the show and keep listening to you. That's what I hope for. I appreciate that a ton, man. Thanks for coming on. No worries, man. See ya. So I just want to say thanks again for listening, and make sure you check back next week as I'll be hanging out with the one and only Anthony Altamura, bass player for the band Straight from the Path and owner of Nightmare Film Crew. And while you're at it, make sure you go follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Go check out Loudmouth Threads, who did this awesome original podcast artwork, and stay safe.